to the 12th episode of Outsiders. My name is Julia Curtis Burns and I am your host. And today I'm joined by Kalita, who is the I'm a student at, at FIT, former photographer. Former photographer. We're yes. gonna talk about why she's saying that she's a former photographer. Yes. And <laughs> I'm a podcaster. Oh, what's Somewhat. the name of your what's the name of your podcast? She's so chic. Oh, okay. Yeah. And how can people find that? On SoundCloud. Okay. Yeah. Not on iTunes? No, not yet. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that part out. So. Okay. I'm trying to figure that out, too. So, like, if anybody has advice, email me. Yes. Then she can email me. And then I well, email Kalita. Yeah. So, the title of this podcast is Style Evolution. Okay. And... Um, my first podcast, I talked about how my personal style has evolved. But before we talk about style, I think style is often associated with identity. So what are some terms that you claim? What are some ways that you identify that you'd like to share with us? I don't really like to claim terms, but if I have to, like lesbian? And what, what what's the other terms? What? Whatever. I don't really like labels, so <laughs> I don't. So you claim lesbian, or you identify with lesbian? Yeah. Okay. Well, why lesbian as opposed to queer or gay? Because mm-hmm. I could say gay, but far as queer, like I, I understand the definition, but I don't know that fully that I'm if I fit under that completely. So mm-hmm. before I say that I'm something, I need to make sure I understand. Mm-hmm. And why lesbian? Only. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like straightforward and direct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, pretty plain, simple. That's it. Okay. Old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like if I ever use the term lesbian. I think I use the term lesbian when I'm like talking to my mom. Mm-hmm. No. No. True. <laughs> or like I'm ta- like if I'm talking to someone who may be older or I'm talking to someone and I'm using like a more of a specific concrete term mm-hmm. then I'll use lesbian. I don't really... Or gay. I like gay. Well, okay. So when it comes to straight men, I say lesbian straight out. But most people are like, oh, where are you? I'm like, I'm gay. Like, I just mm. say the word gay yeah. automatically. Like, I don't know why. It's just it's well, think, easier or it just comes out. I think even though gay is like associated with men, men yeah. it's like uh, something that is recognized all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like, people... When you say I'm gay, for the most part, anywhere you travel to, that would be recognized. Right, yeah. Yeah, so it's, so it's easier like to... Specific, it gets to the point, and it lets people know. I think queer is a newer term. Yeah. And I think... Because, what? okay, so this, what okay. I've, the definition that I found when I was researching queer, because... In Maryland, we don't we, we don't say queer. We Shout just, out to Maryland. Yes. D.C. And Virginia. DMV. Yes. We don't say queer. Yeah. We just say lesbian gay. So when I got here in the beginning, my beginning my dating process, people would say, oh, they're queer. And I'm like, what is that? Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. So some people's definition was like, oh, I'm just open to like whatever. Not whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm open to a lot of things versus just strictly women. Versus it could be like a dominant woman, or it could be feminine, it could be tomboyish, or men, or a gay man. So in this place, they just say queer. So I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's more I, of like an umbrella term. Yeah. So it's like open. It's like I can be open to anything that comes, you know, sorry, but I'm not that open. So <laughs> I just, <laughs> like, okay. you know, have a type, I guess. You have a type? Preference. What's your preference? <laughs> what? Well, because we're talking about the term, and you feel like the term is associated with, you know, your preference. So yeah. well, what does okay. that mean to you? I mean, my typical preference are films. Oh. women, the way they dress and their energy but I have like a new type. I have two types now, which are tomboys. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. And how would you uh, categorize your style and your? I guess. Well, well. Before we talk about style, how do you categorize? I know you don't like labels, but mm-hmm. if somebody 
was to see you mm-hmm. because we can't see you right now, but we're gonna take a picture later so you can see him. But <laughs> what is your um how do you present? Are you a tomboy? Do you identify as a femme? I, honestly, I really don't know. Like, I don't know. But a lot of people, like my friends, they would just place me as like in the middle. But I don't know. What does it mean to you to be in the middle? Because I'm like not super girly, like twenty four seven. Like I'm not in heels all day, every day, barely in heels, and I'm just I don't know. I'm not that feminine like you know like I'm okay with wearing like comfortable jeans or looser jeans and sneakers and a t-shirt and put on lipstick like I'm okay with that so can you be feminine in sneakers and and jeans and a t-shirt yeah you still can but a lot of people like to put like oh what's really feminine and what's like midway and it was less feminine you know so on so yeah, you still could be feminine, whatever you do. I don't think it's your clothes. I think it's your personality, what makes you feminine to mm-hmm. me. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. So you're in the middle. Well, I think people they will see like, not that like, oh, I'm androgynous, but I'm just me, you know. You're just you. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm sort of in the middle too. I mean, I'm a tomboy. In terms of the way that I present, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't wear dresses. I haven't worn a dress. When's the last time I wore a dress? <laughs> oh. When was the last time you wore a dress? Do, 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 do. I have no idea. I think maybe, like, uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. I never said that out loud before, but, like, wow. two years ago. And I feel comfortable in jeans and a nice button up. Tight jeans or loose jeans? <laughs> I know this is your podcast, but uh, <laughs> um, I like tight jeans or loose jeans. Mm. When I want to feel a little, you know, sexy, sexy, I put on <laughs> like tight jeans, but mm-hmm. on my everyday is like loose jeans, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is okay. it? But I don't, I'm not like a baggy style. Right. I prefer clothes that fit my body, you know, but. Not like so tight that it's like, oh, everybody can see everything. But just comfortable. But just like comfortably fit my body, kind of like a sleek, slim look. That's mm-hmm. what I like. So let's talk about style. Okay. What does style mean to you, first of all? Um, what it means to me is whatever I create. And like whatever I create in that moment because my style is always changing and it's, ch- it's been changing for like a while. So it's just like, I go off my mood and how I feel that moment and what I'm feeling like, and then I create a style and I just wear it. Um, just being different, being unique, not mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what style means to me. Being unique. Yeah, it's not about like a brand or a label. I mean, it's nice, but it's how you wear your clothes. It's how you wear your clothes. Yeah. So the name of your podcast is She's So Chic. Right? Yeah. So what I notice is that you have an, a lot of elements of chic in your style. So what does that mean, that, that your style is chic in, in, in this 2016 era? Like just being very clean, like a clean look. Um, I like to have a little edginess to it, but very sleek, you know. So it's like in between professional and then, like, mix with my style, like, with the edge. So I could go anywhere how I dress, like, mm. you know, from work. Well, not from work, but, you know, um, just anywhere. If I want to see movies, I want to go out to eat. It's in the same line. I'm like, oh, it's the same. They were about changing up, you know, my style. This came out, I was very femme mm-hmm. because that's the way. I mean, I don't know if I was ever, like, femme, you know, in in my full in, presentation, but like, it's just I clothes. dress in clothes that were femme in terms of how I was perceived. So, has your style always been chic? Has it evolved over time? Like, <laughs> let us know. Tell us the story. Oh, oh it's a long story. Great. But that's I'm what keep... this podcast is all about. No, it hasn't been <laughs> chic. Um, my style changed multiple, multiple times, like a lot. Okay, so when I first came out, yes, 
How old were you when 16, you came out? 16. Oh, wow. And very film, like, you know, very film, all the way, like, 100%, you know. And then when I turned, what, I think it was 19, my, my style changed. I met someone, and she was, she was into, like, you know, the more dominant. Changing for the ladies. Yes, I've done that. That happens. Mm-hmm. So I went from film to dom. We call it dom in Maryland. Some say dom. Okay. The other terms. So <laughs> I went, and it was like baggy jeans, like baggy clothes. Like I didn't know what I was doing. So I had like baggy t-shirt, like a t-shirt, jeans, and like Nikes with like the fitted cap, looking very DC-ish so dc has a specific style yeah a, a certain look because like new york i i'm using your term doms mm-hmm. i guess we would say like ag or stud or butch or tomboy yeah um i feel like they dress or we dress that way with you know baggy jeans sneakers hats right so I'm, what what do you feel like well, makes I, it different oh no because like here is different like i guess the age the studs or age they they wear what the doms wear back at home but the tomboys and like the androgynous women here no it's a little cleaner a little you know sleek and it's very i don't know it's like casual mm. it's not streetwear okay so i was like very streetwear and yeah, so then I started to lock my hair. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, you can't have a wrap. You can't have curls in your hair. Like, it's, you cannot. What? what? Some studs have oh, some. Oh, no. See, that's what I'm saying. That's you here. You know, they that's, wear their hair long. But that's and here. put it back in a ponytail. You saw my video that I made a long time. Looking nice. That's here. We oh, she also makes videos. Sometimes, but... Mm. But, no, but in Maryland, no. It's like, you cannot, because it's like, what are you doing? You know, that was, on, that was only for the films. If you dress feminine, then you have to have your hair wrapped, curled, braced, whatever. So you feel like hair is associated with femininity and masculinity? In Maryland, yes. Yes. I want some people from Maryland to comment and tell me if this is the case. Yeah, I can show you on Instagram. But like okay. all the doms always had locks, either locks or a uh, haircut. That was the two styles you can, you know, wear or just a fro. Mm-hmm. So I, so I had my, cut my hair off and then I locked my hair. So I'm like, okay. So you cut your permed hair. Yes, or... my my permed hair. Okay. And oh, some little baby little locks, and then they grew, <laughs> <laughs> they grew. So I was very dom- dressing very dominant for ten years. Ten years. Ten long years, from nineteen Jeez. to twenty nine. Damn. And that's when I moved here. Is when I started to go back to like figuring my style out and like, okay, I've done this for so long, this is not really me. Let me find my own style. Mm-hmm. So like my style now isn't as feminine when I first came out and it's not dominant when, you know, 10 years ago. So so you dressed in a way that you were not comfortable with for 10 years. For 10 years. You know, I went from baggy to preppy. So my style, like once I was 20, like probably around 23 I started dressing very, very preppy. You know, mm-hmm. I thought I was preppy. So then they went from that. Like wearing bow ties and suspenders and like, yeah, button down. I can't imagine Yeah, like that. yeah. And the, like the little fedora, like, you know, fedora hats. Yeah, very, very preppy. Uh-huh. So, and cardigans. I wore a lot of cardigans, blazers. But that just wasn't for me anymore. I mean, the interesting thing to me about that is, like, it's, it's, it's like, almost like you and I both did, like, a shift because, right, for, like, the majority of my life, I was very femme, mm-hmm. and I was dressing in a way that I was uncomfortable with, and then, you know, really, it's taken me, I would say, almost 10 years to be comfortable in the skin that I have, in the style that I have. It's finally, like, now I see... The way I feel inside mm-hmm. is reflected outside, outside in my style. And, you know, I guess, like, I didn't think about it the other way around, that someone could be feminine in terms of the way they feel inside, but they're dressing in a masculine way because it's a kind of, like, how you think yeah. you should be as a lesbian. Yeah. Is present this masculine side. Um, 
Because there is this thing with, like, femme invisibility, you know what I mean? What like do you where mean? Someone who is feminine in terms of the way that they present clothing-wise mm-hmm. and a woman, identified woman, um, doesn't get perceived as lesbian because they just look like what society deems normal in terms of like being hetero mm-hmm. so they would look like a straight so woman yes and people say like oh well you couldn't be gay mm-hmm. you know and, and they don't get taken seriously in terms of their sexuality right. so I don't know if that's sometimes why as lesbians we feel like if we present a certain way then society will recognize that and other women yeah. will recognize that as well. Yeah, I think that's true because even when I switched over when I was 19, it was, yes, it was for the girl but at the same time I was like, oh, it's easier. I feel like then people would know that I'm gay and then I can, you know, get the attention that I wanted. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I didn't have to do all of that for people to know that I'm gay but that's a part of it. That's a part of it. Yeah. And so now, what do you feel most comfortable wearing? Or what do you like to wear the most that you feel like yourself? I mean, my style now, I just feel comfortable. I wear, like, my tight jeans. I wear, you know, skirts and dresses. But, like, when it comes to, like, maybe my shoes, I'm not all the way, like, feminine with it. Like, because I don't like really wearing heels. It looks good. It's nice and sexy. But I'm not comfortable wearing it. It hurts. My feet hurts. <laughs> I'm tired. Keep that real. Like, I go to the club and I'm looking cute and I'm like trying to fake it till the night is over. My feet. I've never seen you wear heels. But, yeah, but <laughs> for the ones who have, my feet are hurting. And I think because the liquors in my sister, I'm like forgetting about <laughs> it. But once I leave the club, I'm like, oh. No good. Yeah. So you don't enjoy heels? No. Oh, I want to okay. be comfortable. Like, I still want to be cute, but I want to be comfortable. So I'm, like, not really into the whole heels thing. But. Okay. Okay. When you look at, like, one of the things I talked about in my, my, my first podcast was, I feel like now the way that I dress is interestingly similar to the way that I dressed when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I first had the opportunity to choose my outfits for myself, I see it as, wow, it's, like, the way that I look now, it's sort of, like, the way, the way that I looked when I was in elementary school, which is kind of weird, but it's kind of interesting because as a kid, you are your pure self. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the way that you dress now in terms of the style that you have it's something that little Kalita would say, yes, I like that outfit. Let me tell you, I have an interesting story. Okay. Little Kalita, my parents were very strict in how I dress because they paid for my clothes. So, no, they dressed me like a boy. No, I have a brother. Growing up with my brother, they just baggy jeans, T-shirt, sweatshirts. Mm. I was playing basketball. And I think it was more because they were trying to protect me and they didn't want me to be fast or get like attention from guys and want me to focus on school. So now growing up, loose clothes up until like, I got into high school. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I want to, you know, look like everyone else. I want to look, I want to wear tight clothes. Can I wear that now? So I think that's when I was like, what, 16 probably, because that's ninth grade. They allowed me to dress that way. But no, they dressed me like a little boy. 19. Yes. You were sort of dressing in that style. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's like my style was like back and forth throughout my whole life. Like younger, you know. But when, me as a kid, like a little three, four year old, yes, dressed like a girl. But I guess when I got older, they like, oh, like a teenager, like, no, dress this way. Like we're going to buy loose clothes for you, you know. So it was like back and forth, mm-hmm. you know. Then when I was able to speak up, I dressed how I wanted to dress or what I saw other girls, how they were dressed. I'm like, oh, like, you know, I want to look pretty and cute and wear tight clothes, right? Mm-hmm. And then 19, I go Keep back. Keep it cute. Then I go 19, I go back. So it's like a flip back and forth. Yeah. And Maybe I mean, that's the Gemini in me. I don't know, but it's back and forth. Gemini's we like... are the best. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a 
I'm on the cusp of Gemini, but I do not claim it. But but anyway. you're there. You're oh, part of you. Mm, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, that's interesting. And isn't it okay? I mean, isn't that what style is all about? That you have the ability to kind of like do what you want. Mm-hmm. Right? When you feel like and it. And dress how you want when you feel like yes. it. Yes. I know that there are some people um, in the community of the LGBTQIA+. That think that, like I'm saying within the community, that think that you are either going to dress this way mm-hmm. or you're going to dress that way. Right. And you can't be femme one day and 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 and, and masculine or butch the next day. Right? Yes, yes. I mean, even with me, like, I can't, I've, I've, I've had people react and they say like, oh, you don't wear a dress? Like, if mm-hmm. I did want to wear a dress, people would be like. I was wrong with you. Julia, you can't wear dresses because like, look at how you look. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean. Probably, yes, I wouldn't wear a dress. But let's say I did. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think also in our community, there's an idea that you have to be a certain way. So not only is it that you get backlash from, like, straight people or heteronormative society about, like, your look. But it's mm-hmm. also then within your own community, you have to look a certain way. Yeah. Or the idea is you have to look a certain way to attract a certain, certain kind, kind of, of woman. Yeah. And that's not true. It's so funny because, okay, so, yep. It's this retail store that I used to work for in Maryland. It's called Up Against the Wall. Uh And I was working there. And this is when I was trying to, like, figure out, like, oh, I'm going to dress feminine. I'm going to dress, you know, dominant. I don't know. I'm going to do both in the meantime, like, whenever I feel like it. So one day I would go into work. But when they hired me, of course, I was feminine. So... Mm -hmm. I, one day I went to work. I was like, I'm going to surprise everybody. This is what I feel like wearing today. So and it was baggy jeans and it was a t-shirt. And it was like, Kalita? It was, it was like, oh. It was like, oh. They was very surprised by it, right? So went throughout the whole day dressing like that. So then the next day, I was feminine. So like every other day, I guess I was like back and back and forth, forth, you know, with it. So my manager's like, you have to choose one. He's like, you have to pick one. Are you going to be girly or are you going to be boyish? Which one? You can't be both. And I was like, oh. Why? I don't know. He was just like, you can't be both. Pick a side. Like, which one? I'm like, um. But did he say you can't be both because the idea is that you were, like, confusing the customers? Or, like, what does that have to do with Probably confusing him. Like, just, I don't know. And then she was just like, you know, that's confusing. Like, just, you know, either you're going to be girly or you're not. And I was like, Okay. So that's I ended up like picking dis- a side. So but that's like, like discrimination. You yeah. can't do that. And I ended up picking a side. So I thought like this whole time, like, oh, I have to be one or the other. I can't mix it one or, you know. So, yeah. People just think you should be a certain way or dress a certain way. Mm. It's like, wow. Okay. But do you feel like that now? What? But you have to dress a certain way? No. I dress like, you know, I dress how I want to dress. Like, Who are some of your style icons? Well, I like I like the androgynous look. I like that a lot. Like, give us some like people. I don't know what people. I don't know people, but like certain models. I can't remember their name, but models. Um, I follow June Ambrose. I like her style. She, I just love her style. But um, people I don't know, but just from everyday people in the street. I'm, I focus on everyday people, not really celebrities. You know. Um, so I just see this different look, and I like the tomboy style. Not for myself, not not to wear, but to see on other people. I love that look. I think it's a good look. What's a tomboy look? Um, what does that mean to you? It's pretty much, I guess. I mean, the clothes is not. Their clothes are not tight, and they can shop in the masculine section or like women's section. They can mix it up, so it's different. Some. Tomboys, they may wear makeup or like just their style are different, is how they create their look, which mm. I like, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's girly tomboys, it's like it's a feminine tomboy, and it's a masculine tomboy. I've noticed the difference, hmm. yeah. Um, what am I? I think <laughs> put her on the spot. I think you're Good. more of a masculine tomboy, yeah. Oh, I would say, why is that? Well, you don't wear heels. You don't wear makeup. You mix your clothes, right? Like, you shop from both. Not really. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. But I just think you just more on the masculine side of it. 
of the time with this um it's this girl that i follow on instagram uh androgynous doobie and she's straight thought she was gay but she's not to Kalita's sadness. Sad story, not. breaking news. <laughs> so I follow her because I love her style. It's like she dressed feminine. Sometimes she dressed like with loose clothes, but within her loose clothes, she wear heels. Mm. Sometimes she may wear sneakers, but she had like lipstick on her purse, you know. So she mix and match her look. Mm-hmm. But hers is, is on more of the feminine tomboy side. Okay. Yeah. One of the things that I like to talk about in this podcast is being innovative. And I think you could be innovative with style as well. So what makes your style innovative, fresh, and new? Um, (laughs) That's a good question. I know. (laughs) I think because because I am a Gemini and I mix whatever up, like with the chic and edgy. So, like, my clothes could be very chic or, like, sexy, sleek, but then I have no hair. So, like, I'm bald or a short haircut is very edgy or... She is bald. Yeah, literally. Literally. Um, so, like, so I mix the two. I mix the two elements. Uh, I'm not all the way chic. I'm not, you know, even when I did my preppy look, I wasn't all the way preppy. Like, I had a mixture of things. Mm-hmm. And some people stick to one look, like... All the way preppy or completely professional, completely streetwear, you know? Mm-hmm. I like to mix stuff up in one outfit. So you can do it all in one yeah, outfit. Yeah. And there aren't any rules. No. No okay. rules at all. You miss colors, patterns. I've done that before. Remember? <laughs> Remember with the hat you didn't agree with at first? Yeah. Oh, Kalita has this, like, green hat. And I was at first, like... I don't know about that, but it's, yeah, I mean, that's the thing I appreciate about your style is that you wear what you want and you have a very good um, concept of what pieces go together well. One of my photo shoots is, even though she said she's a former photographer, one of my photo shoots Kalita did, um, and she's very skilled in photography. She helped style me and really capture the tomboy look that, that I feel that I feel best represents me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do, I do think that your style is really interesting and, and that's part of the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. But speaking about photography, why is it something that is former? Why isn't it something that you are doing now? Because I'm noticing a lot of my friends who are in photography have, like, uh, taken time to put down the camera, mm-hmm. are not into it. But you're someone who, you know, what is your, you, you're studying at FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology. Yeah. Shout out to CUNY. <laughs> um, well, before you talk about why you put it down, what are you studying? And then why did you put down photography? So I'm studying marketing and advertising communication. And then next year I'll be studying international trade marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why has that been something that's interesting to you and why is it important to you the my, my major yes um I'm, i really love marketing but not for the business side of it i'm more for the consumer because i'm a consumer and i like to shop and i like to get a deal so i want to understand what like their what they want and what they need so i want to help the consumers get what they can get the best, you know the best way they can mm-hmm. so i'm more on that side that's why i study it you're on the consumer side mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And what do you eventually want to do with that? I love marketing, but and I love branding. I like helping people. So I like helping people with their business. Um, like consulting. Consulting or branding them, make sure their image is you know up to par, more the PR side of things. But so much you can do in my field. So I'll try out try out things out and see what I like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. But you're open right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so what happened with photography? I've been doing photography since 2009. So just the time. It's it's been a long time. I want to try a new, something new. You know, um, I lost passion for it for a little bit. Like, I would do it for my friends or someone who really needs me to do it. Oh, and for money, of course. (laughs) But, like, I really don't promote it as much. You can't say no to monetary opportunities. Exactly. You want to pay me? Sure, yes. I'll, (laughs) I'll take your pictures. So she'll take your pictures if you pay her. Yes. 
premium price. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it's just, I don't have a passion. I used to have a passion for it. And it was like art to me, you know. Like, I still can capture these things, but I'm just not really into it. So when I can't create something, I need to move on. Mm-hmm. And I want to be stuck into just photography. I don't want to be stuck into like, oh, she's just a photographer. That's just I something mean, I did, and I'm going to keep doing other things, too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to be just a photographer, right? For, for people for who are people. into that. Yeah. yeah. If, but that's, I, you know, I have many personalities. So I want to do many things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So, is it something you think you would pick up later on? Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So one of the things that I'm always interested in is a work-life balance. So Kalita goes to school full-time, and she also works full-time. And so, but she's never stressed, (laughs) ever. I'm, like, always stressed about everything in my entrepreneur life, and she's never stressed and always gives face. So how do you maintain your life and work balance so that you feel calm and you can approach things, you know, in a in a calm, serene way like you always are? Practice. It took it took a lot of practice for me. Um, I, just, I wasn't always like that, so I, it's just practice. A lot of reading, a lot of learning, and I guess other people I looked up to or who are always into that moment, like an icon. I just read their stories and what they did to help them get through or stay calm, you know, and I have people in my life that help with that, you know. So it took a lot of practice and I'm just like, people don't need to know what I'm going through. So I have to always, you know, be professional. I have to still focus. In school, I'm paying for tuition, so I can't just go in and be sad and then I'm going to get a bad grade. I've done that before. Mm. And, and came to work, I mean, I went to school, I was sad. And I didn't do well on my quiz. I'm like, no, 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 no. I have to stop. I have to be focused. And I'll deal with that later when I'm alone. Mm. So. so it sounds like you separate what's going on mm-hmm. at home life with your professional presence. Yeah. It's always a time and a place for things. Okay. Yeah. But what are you reading? Like, what has been most helpful for you in terms of? Having to motivate you and stay to stay calm. I just read a lot in general, so I can't tell you like the titles or like what I was like you know what I've read. But I just I'm always on the internet. I'm always online, so I come across articles. So I come across people, mentors. And I just click on it because I'm nosy and I read and I just you know just read. Who is one of your favorite mentors that you follow? I follow Paul, what, Paul C. Bronson. He's really good. He's like a relationship coach, mentor. He does like a lot of other things. But, oh, and Rob, Rob, is it Rob Hill? Mm-hmm. I follow mm-hmm. him. Someone told me to follow him. He's very inspirational, motivating. Just different people, like anybody, whoever I see that's motivating. Mm-hmm. Very spiritual, and just follow them. So do you meditate? From time to time, yes. Yeah? Yeah. Do you meditate on your own or do you have like a, do you watch YouTube or like how do you, how do you meditate? Um, so I was taking the stress management class last semester and she had us to like listen to this video on YouTube. So you just sit there and you, you know, do what the guy tell you to do. You're just sitting there listening so I've done that a few times, but if I don't have time for that, I just sit in a quiet place and I just not think about anything at all. Just relax or I lay back and just, you know, try to relax. And that helps. Like at work or like at home? Oh, no, not at work because the phones aren't going <laughs> off, so I can't relax at work. My job is too loud, so no, but at home. Like I try to do it in the morning before I leave, before I get my day started. Or I would do it when I get home. I come home really late, so I would do it when I get in. We're in Kalita's room right now. I noticed that you have a vision board. Mm-hmm. Could you talk to us a little bit about how you maintain your vision board? Why do you have a vision board, and what do you choose to put on it? Um, like my vision board is just 
it helps me to think about what I want in my future or what I, you know, just keeps me motivated. Like, okay, I'm working towards something. And so when I get up every day, I look at it. I look at it. So, like, once I accomplish things, I take it off and I do a new one. You take the entire vision board away? Um, no, just what I already accomplished because sometimes it's something that I still didn't get to. I want to keep it up there because I still want to have it. Unless, like, my vision changed or whatever I want changed and I'm just in a different mindset, then, yeah, I would take it down. Mm-hmm. But I just try to keep fresh ideas up there. And it gets me through the day. I'm like, okay, I know I'm working towards something. So do you look at it every day? For the most part, it's like right by my bed. So <laughs> I have to turn the light on. I have to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look at it every day. And what is what is on it right now? A lot of things. I don't want to tell everyone. But a lot of things. <laughs> She's so secretive. <laughs> I'm like, very secretive. But it, it's, you know, about, you know, good energy, where I want to live, how I want to live, my style. It actually helped me create my style now. Because mm. I put it on the vision board because I wasn't sure what my style was going to be. And I just took pictures from online, posted, and then my style became that. Mm. So I took it down. I'm like, okay, I accomplished that. So so it kind of like, you put things on your vision board that you would like to accomplish, mm-hmm. and it sort of helps with you actually seeing it come to light. Yes. And once it comes to light, you remove it from I remove vision it, board. and I have something else better or bigger, mm-hmm. newer to it. Then are you using mostly pictures or are you, you, you know, it's like, is it words, quotes? It's mainly pictures, but I have a few words. I have like a few little messages sometimes on it. So yeah, but I'm very visual, so I'm more of a picture person. Mm. So yeah, it's mainly pictures. Do you have a vision board? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why she? And you know what? This is because she's a podcaster. She's trying to always trying to interview me. Yes, like on the low. On the low, trying to be sneaky with uh-huh. it. I have a vision. Well, uh, well, see, well, what happened was that I created a vision board, uh-huh. but it, um, it's not like yours. It was like I wrote it with marker. And oh, okay. It was interesting though. Is like it started to fade out, like some parts of the vision board, but it's like things that I'm starting to accomplish. So oh it's wow! Like the universe naturally like removes some of the parts of the vision board that I wrote out with the marker, and wow. then there's certain terms that stay. That's yeah. interesting. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. So you picked up from DC, yes, or Maryland, excuse me, and you moved here to New York City, yes. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Because someone that I was dating at that time. Moving for a woman. No, I didn't move for her. We oh. were moving together like as a, like a buddy system. Okay. But it wasn't for her because we stopped dating anyway before I moved up here and I still came. So it wasn't for her. Um, but she's, she suggested that I should move here because I'm into fashion and I want to go to school and there's better opportunities up here for me. Like she's right, like you know, because the fashion world in DC isn't—you can't compare it to New York at all. Like they're working on it in the art world; they're working on that, but it's not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. DC is more government-based, very political, and that's not the field that I want to be in. So I came to New York for mm-hmm. school. And what are the, some of the things? So you came here in two thousand and. 13. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the three years that you've been here, what are some things that you've learned? I learned about myself. Like that's, what? That's, that's the main thing. Who am I? You know, uh, what I really want in life with like a partner, school, my major, like all of that. So it helped me take time to get to know myself all over again. And what about New York brought those things to light? People. People here. I was like, people are so brave and they just, themselves, they just how they want. They don't even care. They act crazy. And New they, Yorkers act crazy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Maryland's so like quiet. It's like, you're doing what? How dare you? No, but New York is, you do whatever you want to do. And like, who's going to question you? Who's going to, some people might step to you, but. <laughs> And I was like, wow, like, oh my God, they just have one and everyone. They don't care. They're not thinking about 
who's looking at them, maybe some people for attention, but I was like, oh, I can be myself here. I can, mm-hmm. you know, it's so funny because when I move or like have been new to transition, I feel like, oh, I can be a different person. I could be, I could start all over again and be someone else. But this time I'm like, I could be myself. Mm-hmm. So. so New York has really helped you to feel more comfortable being mm-hmm. yourself because mm-hmm. it's like, a city full of everybody who's being themselves. Yeah, be more open. And another thing, be be more open to a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very open when I first got here. Even as a child, I was very like sheltered. So, yeah, just help me grow as a person. I mean, New York does have that effect, right? It's like a it's like a unique energy that you can't find mm-hmm. anywhere else, and so. You know, even though I've lived in other cities, like I lived in um, Boston for a bit. I lived wow. in D.C. for like a summer, though, only yeah, a summer. DC. But it was cute. I actually really like D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, but something always, I lived in um, Rhode Island. Oh, wow. Something always pulls me back to New York City because if you have met me before, I'm a very energetic person. I have a very, yes. I'm just very, I have a very strong energy. Mm-hmm. and. <laughs> And in New York helps me because the pace is fast. It helps me to like channel that, and, and mm-hmm. I really I like that. And I feel like I can't find that anywhere else. No, yeah, New York you channel a lot of things that's within you and that's inside of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's next for you, Kalita? With what? With life, with your goals. What is one thing that you're really hoping to accomplish this year? I'm just still focused on finishing school. That's like my main focus. I want a new job, of course, a new career. I just, I don't know. I want to see what my podcast is going to go. Like, I don't know. Mm. Like, even though, like, I figure certain things out, I still don't know everything. So I'm still going through a journey. Mm. It's like always ongoing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just here. How do you feel about being 30? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that scream of... <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> like, actually, okay, now I feel good. But before, like, when I was 29, like, oh, my birthday is coming up. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be old. I'm turning old. All the fun is over. No, actually, I love being 30. I'm about to be 31 this year. I just love it. It's like a new level for me. It's like, we're the grown and sexy now. Like, okay, I'm officially grown. <laughs> But people in my job, like, no, you're still a baby. I'm like, oh, still a baby? I know. But I love it. You love it? Yeah. 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 I think, like, when you're in your 30s, you learn about yourself. You learn more and what you want. So mm. it's a good stage. In my it is. I think it's, like, helped me to be okay with things. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, okay with my choices and the risks that I make. Right. Like, I feel like I've gotten the courage in my 30s. Me too. Maybe in my 20s, I would, like, knock around an idea and think, like, oh, I should do this. I should try this. I mean, something happened. You know that term, Saturn returns? Like, when you're 27, your world starts to shift and you start to go through a major transition in terms of what you want. And Mm -hmm. you start to kind of rethink your life. At 27, that happens for a lot of women. Um, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I started to feel that. Um, but 30, I feel kind of secure in what I'm trying to do. It's a struggle to have your own business and be an entrepreneur, but it's also like very liberating and exciting. Right, it is. So, yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, before we close, I want to I want to ask you about advice that you have for someone who may be kind of like in another place in their life maybe they live somewhere else like maryland or even i don't know new jersey yeah (laughs) new jersey connecticut anywhere (laughs) but they want to like start out in new york because new york can be intimidating for a lot of people you know if you're not from here so what are some tips that you have for a young woman who might want to you know, strike out a new venture and move to New York. I would just say just do it. Um, don't really think about it. Yes, you should plan for it because my former roommate, she she's from New York, 
but she lives in Maryland now, and she told me to plan half money because it's expensive. You know, because it's very expensive. So be ready to, you know, spend money, but just do it. Just go for it. If you want to move, go. If nothing's holding you back. Don't, you know, have any obligations somewhere else. Just do it. Like, I, my lease was up. I didn't renew it. I resigned from my job. You know, I work for the same company, but I had to resign still. So I'm like, okay, if I don't go to New York, like, where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. Where am I going to live? So I had no choice but to still stick to my plan and move. Mm-hmm. And just make sure you do it for yourself, not for someone, you know, or you think, you know, this is going to help you to get over something. Because it's not. You can still have the same problems. But do it for a reason, a purpose. Mm-hmm. And my purpose was school, you know? So that's it. So go for it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. What is something that you that you've done that you've accomplished that you're most proud of right now? Um, <clears throat> just attending school. Well, the school that I want to attend to, because I applied to some college in Queens. I had no idea what Queens was. <laughs> I thought Queens was like down the street from. I don't know. I didn't know. I'm like Queens. Okay. Um, you thought it was down the street from what? Because, like, you know, I'm not used to, like, Manhattan, Brooklyn. I thought everything was very close, like, maybe five, ten minutes away from each other. Is so that I, how it is in Maryland? Yes. No, it's not. We have different counties, but within our county, everything is very close. If I want to go down to a different part of Maryland, it's ten minutes driving. Maryland. So, yeah. <laughs> but actually not settling, settling for that school because I didn't know what I was doing. I go to FIT. I'm happy about that. I'm about to complete that, which I'm proud about. You know, that was a struggle within itself. And I applied to that school 10 years ago and got rejected. And I, I know why. And I'm glad. Oh, you applied to FIT 10, 10 years, years ago? 10 years ago when I first got out of high school. Because my father was like, you have to go somewhere. You apply, blah, blah, blah. And I applied for photography. For a photography mm-hmm. program. And I got rejected. And I was like, oh my God, I hate that school. I would never go to that school ever again. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got in. Mm-hmm. So that and just, you know, meeting certain people in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm proud about that. <laughs> so, you know, just I'm just a new person. I'm more open, you know. You feel like New Yorkers done that? Yeah, definitely. Because if I stayed in Maryland, who, who knows? I wouldn't be as open. I wouldn't, you know, experience so many different things that I experienced here. And when I first got here, you know, I'm still nice. I'm always going to be nice. But I did toughen up a little bit when I got here. So Why? Because, you know, New York breeds are a little different. You can't be nice to everyone. So you have to know who you can be nice to and when to shut that off. When I first got here, I was like, hi, hi, everyone. And I trusted everyone. Good night. And then, <laughs> and then, like, my supervisor, my former supervisor, she stole my credit card. And she bought chicken and my vegetarian and ordered food on my card. Because I left everything in Virginia. You know, my work environment, I could leave everything open. And nobody would take it or mm-hmm. steal from me. So coming here, I had to, like, no. Let me put things away. I don't know everyone here. So I had to trust people. I had to learn how to trust people here. Mm-hmm. Not be so... Yeah, I mean, I would say that you have to be aware in New York, but Mm -hmm. people also get it twisted with New York, like that all New Yorkers are not friendly or they're rude or whatever. That's not true. That's not true. Like I'm a real New Yorker. I was born in Manhattan. Okay, and like a lot of people think, oh, New Yorkers are not friendly. I'm so friendly. I mean, I get annoyed because maybe I have a friendly face. People are always asking me questions. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about my face. People always ask me questions. Sweet face. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, like, the majority of New Yorkers are friendly. I think it's well, just about, true. yeah, like you said, learning how to, like, navigate, yes. feeling people out and yes. seeing who's trustworthy. Yes. And, you know, what And I've learned that. Yeah. And I remember people would say, when I first got here, oh, don't date someone who's from New York because they're so crazy and, like, you know, just date someone who's, who, who live here, but not from New York. So I used to go off of that all the time. Who but told you that? Everyone. Well. It was like, yeah, don't date a New Yorker because they just, ugh, they this and they that. But 
Yeah. Some are, yes. But not everyone. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there a quote that you live by? Sle- no. No quote. <laughs> I don't know. Wait a minute. <laughs> She was about to, I feel like she was about to recite something from Beyonce. <laughs> that formation. Work, pray, and slay. But, um, no. <laughs> Work, pray, and slay. Yeah. Well, that's on my phone screen. Yeah. But, no, not really. Not really. And what do you have up on your vision board? There's something that I saw. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't, no, that's She's just being private. That's nothing. That's just, yeah, that's personal for me, but no. And you don't want to share that with us? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, so what does it mean for you, work, pray, slay? Why do you have that on your phone? I work hard. Keep praying. Pray for everything, everyone. You just know you slay while you're doing it at the same time. What does that mean to slay for you? For me, huh. I didn't really think about that. But I guess the, for me, to, like to, for me to do my best in everything that I'm doing and be on top of my game at all times, you know, don't slip up. And if I do slip up, I'm going to bounce back really fast. Mm. So just stay, always stay on point. Always staying on point. Mm-hmm. Always be ready. Stay ready. <laughs> stay, stay ready. ready. <laughs> And on that note, thank you so much for joining me today for this podcast. I enjoyed it. Check out Kalita's podcast. It's called She So Chic, like S-H-E underscore S-O underscore Chic, S-C-H-I-C. And we'll put all of that information in the link. And I'll be back next week with another episode. But until then... Slay! Yes! (laughs) Slay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.